You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Augustina Woodgate. Augustina, thanks so much for being with me today. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure. Augustina, we're talking at the end of May in 2022. You're in Amsterdam, and I want to talk about... um, some of the work that you're, you're involved in now, public commissions and upcoming exhibitions. Uh, to, to begin to jump into that, what's happening in your studio now in, in Amsterdam? Is there something particular you're working on there or preparing for there? Um, so I currently have two studios, one here in Amsterdam and one in Argentina. Both of them are somewhat developing two different uh, bodies of work. In um, in Amsterdam, I'm focusing on um, an upcoming radio broadcast in Egypt uh, that will take place during COP27, the climate uh, conference of the UN. Uh, this is with my collaborators from RadioEE.net, who we've been working and broadcasting for 12 years already. And in Buenos Aires, I am in production for my upcoming Zolo exhibition uh, in March of next year. So over there, we have been busy um, looking into the state of the current uh, economic system and how this is uh, somewhat uh, trickling down in materiality. Uh, I'm talking specifically about the devaluation of our currency. Um, so, yeah, this is what I'm working on uh, in those two places. Yeah. And to, to jump a little further into the uh, perhaps public commissions, but to start with um, RadioEE.net, uh, tell me a little bit about that and exactly what will happen next. There's links to this so people can, of course, uh, listen live and, and to past programs, but you, this is an ongoing project, a collaboration. Can you tell me a little bit about that and and your role in it? Yeah, so um, my role is I'm a co-producer and during the show I am a co-host. So with Radio E we have a very specific um, editorial direction, if you will. We broadcast on the topic of movement or mobility and we travel to different cities around the world, always with the same uh, topic, except that contextualized. So every time the, the conversation is completely different. When we broadcast, we broadcast uh, only local voices, which in effect then turns into, local, into broadcasting local language. Uh, typically, we don't necessarily speak the languages in which we're broadcasting, This is why we broadcast only one time a year for 24 hours. They are marathon broadcast, all live, from music to interviews, and it takes us an entire year to gather, um, you know, the network of of, uh, voices that we're going to put forward through the air. We work with uh, local production teams, and um, I typically have a local... co-host who speaks the language, so I am more of a medium between the local language and the international audience. Um, And to complicate it even more, we typically put the radio on a moving vehicle, the vehicle that makes 
the most sense for the region in which we are. So for example, in Silicon Valley, we installed the radio in a um, self-driving car. In um, Miami, we put on the radio on a boat. Uh, and so like this, we, we also somewhat um, challenge uh, connectivity while on the move, uh, which then the landscape becomes another guest, let's say. I like that. I like the landscape as a guest itself. Um, and, mm. and I want to talk about your, some of your public commissions. How does this, this work um, relate to this collaboration, which is exciting, um, relate to the, the current work you're doing to your, to your studio practice? Yeah, so when I, in, my, in my public works, um, which I consider, of course, the radio being, being one of them, uh, but I also have uh, several commissions going on right now um, for, for, for the city, uh, in which more particularly um, my work in, in, in the public space takes the role of public amenities, um, not so much sculpture decoration, let's say, but literally civic services. So uh, at the moment I am redesign, I'm designing the sidewalks of an entire park uh, for Miami. And I have been uh, also working on the design of water fountains, drinking, drinking water fountains. Uh, I've installed several in several different parts of the world, um, in each one, of course, addressing the complexity of water in each location, uh, but also binding the city to provide free, clean, um, water to to its community, because otherwise, if they don't, the sculpture is broken. And in our contract as an artist uh, city commission, uh, the sculpture must must be maintained uh, for for eternity. You know, so it's a bit of a passive art, uh, activism I'm doing over there. I like that. Yeah, it's, it, it is permanent. So in this, I'd like to talk about both of those things. There's the water fountains and also you said sidewalks you're designing. Um, what, will, what will those be like? And this is, this is of course, we're talking about Miami. Um, how, how will that work? This is within a park. And, and what, will, what are you thinking of for the sidewalks or what is the proposal or plan? So there is an organization in Miami called Oh Miami that has about 10 years. And they've been doing a really inspiring and interesting work in collecting poems written by the neighbors. They have over 50,000 poems, haikus uh, more particularly, and they do an open call every year in which they ask their neighbors to write haikus uh, on their zip codes. So if the zip code is 33154, that would be the poem. Um, and they have this archived. So what I did here is I reached out to them to use their archive and publish these archives on the sidewalks. Pretty much uh, formally how the sidewalks would look like would be like a gigantic scrabble board, each letter being about a foot by a foot, let's say, but gridded like a scrabble board. And the poems are organized then sort of in crosswords, right? So it's not that easy to, to read them. Uh, one needs to walk around the park um, or the sidewalk in order to unveil and, and somewhat make sense of what is being written. But also it's a way of, of publishing. No? Uh, so 
all these poems are written by the neighbors of that specific zip code where the where the park is being built. I love this idea. I love the idea of you going for a walk in a park and 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 reading these poems. So to 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 understand this a little more because it's a, a beautiful and fascinating project. The the haiku that's being created from a zip code, if it's three three one three four, those are the syllables, right? Three syllables, one syllable, three exactly. syllables. Is that... Exactly, exactly. And so when you have these poems, I understand the Scrabble grid, but you're you're walking through the park. Are you reading? You're reading many poems, aren't you? Or are you reading? Are they are they kind of broken up, and we're not seeing them as the haiku? I'm trying to understand how we yeah, they're being we grouped. Read an yes. entire poem. Totally. So what I'm doing is I'm I'm grouping them up. So each 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 um, each each poem is crossing. You know the words are being crossed. I mean the one the one more the most interesting part of this project is also unveiling for me and why I'm that attractive is um, also unveiling the the design of cities. So you see, for example, sidewalks are five five feet wide by code. So this means that I can only have five letters horizontally. And so now the puzzle begins, right? So the way in which the the poem needs to be organized in order to fit entirely, so some words need to only be printed vertically where some other words can fit because they have five, five words, uh, five letters. So there's a lot of um, um, puzzling do, going on, and there is a break. So in between each poem, there is a break. There is a few uh, white squares that are left so that you can distinguish when one poem begins and the other one starts. But the, the, le- the, the words are, are not, re- it's not, it's not in, in written in the shape of, of, of poetry, right? like one letter after the one word after the other. It's cross, it's, each letter is being crossed by another. If, they, if, if two words share an A, then I will use the A as an intersection between the vertical and the, and the horizontal, you know. Um, but this work is also quite interesting because I am the first artist that was ever com- commissioned to work with the transportation department um, in, in Florida. And so uh, also that has been very inspiring, you know, like um, going to the concrete plant where they prepare the city concrete, in the concrete lab, testing the stamps. In reality, the work is very subtle, and it's almost, I mean, it's, it's, it's stamped concrete. So the, the, the letters are, are imprinted in, in the fresh concrete that the city is already pouring anyways. And over time, as, the, as, pass, as, as time passes and the sidewalk starts to get dirty, the letters will become, will collect, you know, more, more more color and so the poem will be more apparent um but this process of collaborating with such a huge uh, department of the city and also public works sewage department uh, that has been very interesting how much bureaucracy it takes to do a very small intervention in these in these spaces yeah, that is fascinating. The, 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 I mean, a whole other issue, right? The bureaucracy that has to be yeah. managed for that. And, yeah. and, 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 and so to come back to the, 
the individuals also, the poems, as, as this, this really kind of large-scale project is developing, the, the words that we're reading throughout the park are local voices, right? These are, these are people who may not consider themselves poets, as I understand. They're, they're from the community. You're editing these, these as well, right? Selecting some and not others. What's coming out in these voices? What is the kind of content that we're seeing if there, if there is that? And how do we, how do you look at that? Because you're, you're editing that to some degree. You're selecting Correct. some poems totally. as opposed to others. Totally. And uh, a lot of the editing has to do with these um, invisible codes that I'm talking about, right? Some poems just don't fit and there's no way to cross them over in order to make them fit. So there's a design um, constraint here that helps quite a lot in, in terms of editing. And then, um, and then looking at really different voices. I mean, some, some of these poems are written by, by kids. Some of them are written in Spanish. Um, so that I'm also behind, you know, like creating really a, a, a good representation of what that local community is composed of. Um, yeah. And, and, and so, and, and, and what is that community composed of? What kind of, is there themes or, or recurring uh, um, words that you're seeing more there? Yeah, that, that, that it's, seems, kind, it's, really, but, it's a really great question because, for example, there is a lot about the heat and the sun, um, a lot um, about uh, the ocean or the water. Um, I, I have not done this, uh, this work in another city, but it could be very interesting to also see the comparison no, between the kind of, because most of these poems are being inspired by, by their city. I guess that this is... Um, an inclination since it's an, an ode to your zip code, then typically people somewhat describe their neighborhood, the palm trees, the heat, um, the humidity. Yeah. Yeah. The fruits, so the fruits kind of come along quite a lot also. Um, and then, for example, there's one that's really nice. Like uh, a part of it says, but when I'm back home, um, Abuelita tiene tamales. So the poem itself is written Spanglish, and then it has like a food, no tamales, which is a particular okay. kind of Latin food, uh, right? So this this kind of reveals the community. That's why I was saying, no, like food being mentioned. Yeah, it, it's it's such a lovely and and of course poetic way of revealing the community. There's so much yeah. public work these days in, 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 in the United States anyway, in cities often, that's, that's part of the call. Like, how does it reflect the, the community? How does the community interact with it? And in this case, um, you know, it's, it's, it's their words. It's their... Um, yeah, the community is literally their, making the work, right? Totally. I mean, what I'm doing for me, I always think my art is to go through the bureaucracy because other than that, I'm not doing much. I'm not stamping. The city is stamping and the community is writing. So I'm just uh, somewhat in between, mediating the process and, and staying around and strong through the thousand emails that go with hundreds of people CC'd on them. Um, and, just, I'm, and I started to really embrace this, uh, this process as the work itself. You know, like to me, this bureaucracy is the art. Once That's so interesting, and then because because of course for some people it's it's the opposite. You know, I I think the only other 
I mean, maybe it's like that with artists who work in the public realm or some of them. I know that with, uh, for example, the late Christo and Jean-Claude, they would talk about it that way as they had to go through so much bureaucracy endlessly and that that was uh, remarkably part of the art to them because it, 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 it was also about communicating what they're doing to all of these people who, who may not even be very interested in what they're doing. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I completely um, empathize with, <laughs> with Christo. It's really, it's really amazing. For me, for example, also when I go into design of public space, the same thing is the case with, um, with, the, with the water fountains. I bring a sketch. The city ultimately has the, the design because then the steps need to be this height, the ramp cannot have this much inclination, the top part, blah, blah. So ultimately, my work is an outline of this invisible code that the city already has in place, but until they're tested, they don't get revealed. So this I like quite a lot also, on, on in which way, through these public commissions, this, this city design gets revealed. I love that. Yeah, that's just yeah, that's just fascinating. Um, it's it's really been a pleasure talking with you. I, I there's links here, of course, to your website so people can learn more and see some of these projects, like the fountains that have been done and are in process. Um, before we go, and I ask you the last question: Is there anything else you want to say about uh, upcoming work? Um. Well, I'm very excited about an, a big exhibition that I'm planning here in um, Netherlands, in, a, in The Hague, play an institution called The Strom. Um, very much uh, looking forward. It's going to be quite, an, quite a big show for me because it will be the first, my first exhibition in, in Europe in such an institution that also pays so much attention to, to artistic research. Um, that and then uh, another work that I'm very much looking forward is uh, I've been commissioned uh, for an underwater park for non-humans. In fact, it's a project of um, it's a restoration project uh, for the coral reef in in Miami as well. Uh, this is in in the midst of the bureaucracy, so who knows when it will happen? But I'm excited to 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 think about it in those terms. Um, restoration and non-human parks and, and, and the potential that art has here. I, I love that idea. It's, uh, and it's so glad you mentioned that. Um, I, I, I want to ask you the last question, which is what are you reading at the moment? I just received a book called The Order of Time, which I'm very excited about, uh, Carlo Covelli. So that's coming up soon. Uh, it's all about quantum. I'm a bit of a nerd. And um, in, the, in my night table, I have post-history by Willem, Willem Flusser, um, which is a lovely collection of essays uh, of Mr. Flusser. I want to thank you so much for talking with me today. I really appreciate your, your work and your... Um, your upcoming projects. So uh, again, thank you so much, Augustina, for talking with me. Thank you so much for having me over. It's a pleasure to, to meet you in this, in this format, especially, which is so dear to me. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.